Guys, it's me. He's substitute Neo Veer. Welcome to Disney Minus. Yes, today we're covering in Candle Shoe, a movie that we all watch. Right, Cat? Sure. Absolutely. I'm Cat, and I definitely watch this movie. <laughs> I'm Steven, and I was secretly your neighbors the whole time. So, so yeah. Yeah, me. Huh. Nah, nah, nah. Anyway. What did you think of a movie, cat? Yeah, cat. Stop laughing at me, god damn it. <laughs> hey, cat, who is the lead actress in this movie? Here, JoJo. Who was the lead actor? Tell me. You're sitting there <laughs> laughing at me. You fucking tell me. <laughs> oh yeah, we have another. We have a guest in the background. Uh, from fourteen-year-old uh, Joni Foster, already with Oscar-nominated attached to her name, Taxi Driver, stars oh, yeah. Casey Brown, the street-smart and cynical Foster kid living in Los Angeles. I should watch Taxi well, Driver said- at some point. What he fucking said. Stop putting on my couch. <laughs> but yeah, this was Jodie Foster. This might be the earliest part of hers that I've seen since I haven't seen Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. And also I'm bad at time, so you know. Actually Honestly I didn't look up the actors. I didn't know this was a didn't know she was supposed to be someone famous. Yeah. I just thought, oh, child actress. Cool. Yeah. I mean, she was, technically. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, Halloween wouldn't come out for, like, another year. Damn, she was in the Disney movie the year before Halloween came out. Hot. Hot damn. Anyway. So, yeah, this what? movie starts off with <laughs> the opening credits, because it was filmed in, when the credits came before the movie. <laughs> and we see the, our main character and her friends, you know, just, just doing kid stuff, playing frisbee, he's playing basketball. Look, they're little shits, but we like them. <laughs> yeah. You know, the usual. They're they're little shits, but we like them. It's the, the Oliver Twist kind of little shits. Yeah. She, the movie actually starts when she she comes back from one of her, her um, I think it was like robbing some stores at a mall. Something like that. Honestly, I like, kind of lost track of exactly what was going on. I was just like, oh yeah, they're doing shenanigans. 
yeah, I think she her and her friends like just just fr- like gave the five finger discount on some stuff. <laughs> of course, the cops are called in to chase after them, and then an old British man buys her from her foster parents. Well, not yet. It, well, she goes back to her foster parents after losing the cops. <laughs> but when she's there, this man in a suit and fedora pops up. <laughs> and she yeah. thinks it's a, another police officer, but it, he checks her for a scar. Yeah. Hands yeah. the couple she, some money. <laughs> she has and an identifying She has an identifying mark on the back of her shoulder, like another series that we all know, where the mm-hmm. protagonists have an identifying mark on the back of their shoulder. Yeah. I'm talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I mean, the scar, if you look at it a bit to the side and squint your eyes, it might look like a star. Exactly. Scar, star, Mm -hmm. they swapped out like one letter. Come on. When did JoJo start running? But, but yeah. Basically, the guy takes... That guy takes her to the British con artist. Okay, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure started running in 87. So, like, he could have gotten that detail from this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. If this is what inspired the star birthmark in JoJo's, I'd be honestly surprised. That would be really fucking funny. But yeah, anyway... (laughs) Especially since the star didn't even show up during part one. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But they both take break place in Britain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do. They both have a kid what was raised in America and is a little shit, but we love them. You know and what? It's also about a, a noble household... Taking in a street urchin child. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have to keep an eye out for this shit. Mm-hmm. She's also blonde. She is blonde. There's an ancient. Tre- there's a. I mean, you could count it. Count the the mask as an ancient treasure. Mm-hmm. There's a greedy guy who's after it. I I think this works. I think we got something here. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> this is for first JoJo's. Yes! Jo- Jody Foster? Hmm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck. But, yeah. Basically, Jody Foster is hired on by this. British con artist whose cousin used to work for this noble lady who had lost her granddaughter. Yes, yeah, it's your it's your basic Anastasia. Mm-hmm. So the plan is, which they also oh. learned that there's a hidden treasure left yeah. from by a ancestor of a noble lady who is a. Like, the guy was a privateer, but instead of, you know, putting in, like, a 
trust fund or something like that, he just hid it somewhere and left yeah. clues. Yeah. You know, as you do. I mean, apparently he was, like, super rich, so he was probably out of boredom. I mean, yeah, you know, honestly, yeah. If I had something valuable, I'd, like, come up with some kind of bullshit scavenger hunt, save it for my grandkids. Mm-hmm. He was super rich. He was over time, so this is probably like five dollars that he's just hiding around. <laughs> oh my god, I would love that if there was one of these where like they end up finding like five bucks or something. And and they do find like the cousin had found a gold balloon. Yes. With the first clue. And then they say the one doubloon was like worth like what? Two thousand dollars, something like that. I think if it was two, two thousand, or if it's all the way up to like fifteen thousand. It, it the point is, it's it's vaguely a lot of money. Yeah. If there's more than five coins, skip <laughs> like just a minimum of five coins would set you up for a good roll. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I do like that it's we got a this movie was taking place. Yeah. I do I do like that it's we got to pretend that you're her granddaughter. Not so that we can trick her out of her inheritance or something like that. She's mm-hmm. got treasure buried on her property and we just need her to not suspect you long enough for you to find it. Yeah. <laughs> Like this, is, don't get me wrong. I like the movie overall, but it definitely had the potential for a lot more, <clears throat> yeah, for a lot more hijinks than it ended up having. Mm. Well, I mean, it's an older movie. This is true. But yeah, basically they go all the way to England and dun, 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 dun. to the old Britain land. Joe's Bizarre Adventure first started. Exactly. We, for some reason, I didn't, it never occurred to me before actually watching the movie that Candleshoe was going to be the name of the house. Like, I don't know what the hell I thought that was going to be in, like, within the movie, but it just, for some reason, did not occur to me. Oh, yeah, it's the name of, like, their estate. No, it's because they have a candle shaped like a shoe. I mean... Honestly, I'd have believed that if someone told me without context. <laughs> but yeah, the say it's called Candle Shoes. So. Oh, sleepy puppy. And basically, Tarn Honest Man and Jodie yeah. Foster yeah. had an interview with the grandmother and the and her <laughs> butler. I love I love the interview scene too. By the way, like. Mm-hmm. They go over, like, five things with her during her, like, training. It's like, you love strawberries. No, you hate strawberries. They give you a rash. You love rice pudding. That was it. <laughs> and, like, is the five, like, specific things that they talk about, the butler just keeps bringing up, like, oh, strawberry? Some rice pudding, perhaps? Can I interest you in some crack? I mean, it was mostly for... The secret department, department in the um, 
chimney that was like the selling point. That's also true. I just thought it was really funny, the butler constantly being like, eh? Eh? Mm-hmm. Can I fool you? I, mean, I like the butler Foster in this movie. He's really good. You know, like, like, did a better job at selling the whole, like, oh, I'm the lost heir to this family household. Yeah. More than the con artists. Yeah. Because uh, you see, understood that if you, you try to lay in the whole, like, yes, I am your ch- granddaughter, that's less believable than, like, hmm, mostly I just did this just to get a free ride to England. <laughs> yeah, which is true. She didn't even mm-hmm. have to lie for that part. Yeah. But anyway, he, after a moment where it looks like she just fully gave up on the <laughs> job. Yeah. And then told him up front that she wasn't the, grand, wasn't the granddaughter. But, but th- also hinted at for a secret the compartment in the fireplace. Yeah. They... He's, he's the grandmother and the butler call them back in. Yeah, I and... love that scene, too, where they're they're sitting in the car. Um, I forgot the con artist guy's name. Doesn't matter. But, yeah, he's, like, mm. he's all mad at her. Like, how could you do that? You gave it away. You're not even trying. And she's just sitting there like, give, give it a minute. Hang on. <laughs> And as soon as he cranks the car up, is this like, is like the moment they run outside? Like, wait, wait, come back in. You are the lost grandchild. Oh, what? No, I'm so surprised. I do like that the movie leaves it vague, though. Like, we never get confirmation either way. Like, the grandma fully seems to believe it, partly I think because she wants to. Mm-hmm. Jodie Foster doesn't because like I mean the the time that the baby would went missing she would have been super little so it's not like she would even really have any solid memories about any of this mm-hmm. um but like the so the movie the movie never confirms either way we've got a handful of characters that think yes or think no but I like that the movie itself leaves it vague unlike which I love Anastasia it's still a good movie but like we know that from the beginning. Like, she is the same girl. Yeah. Whereas this, like, eh, maybe. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, basically after she is quote-unquote confirmed eh. to be the granddaughter, she's taken in by the household. <laughs> she starts investigating the first clue, which was, like, the early life scene student Something like that. Something like that, yeah. Had, the, yeah, like the, the early rising... Something to do with the library. Yeah, exactly. Something about the early rising student in the library. So they're like, I don't know what that... <laughs> the con artist guy's like, I don't know what that means. Check out all the fucking books in the library. Just go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, oh, all right, I guess I will. Damn. Eventually, she tries looking... Tries sneaking in. And during the night, so no one would suspect her. <laughs> but she ends up. Well, hold on. Skipping no. a moment. Yeah, we're missing context we for this scene. to all the other kids who also live in this mansion. Yes, there are, what, like four other kids, all of whom 
whose names I immediately forget, except for I think the older of the girls was named Clooney, or at least that's what it sounded like she was being called. Maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, the wiki just says four local orphans, and it's like, thanks. Mm -hmm. What are their names, though? Oh, wait, I can go down to cast. Harry Bundage, that was the con artist guy's name. Holy crap. Okay, it's Mm -hmm. Clooney, Peter, Anna, and Bobby. Bobby is the littlest one, and he loves crawling all over everything. Mm -hmm. He's the acrobatic (laughs) one. Yeah, that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Clooney is... That was a use as a description for... Exactly. I don't know why that was used to describe him in the movie, but it was. <laughs> it was. That's, that's all he got. He's little and he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. The two oldest are Clooney and uh, the Peter. They look like they might be about the same age. So I don't know if one is necessarily supposed to be older than the other, but they basically collectively take charge of the rest of the group. And then um, Anna is Asian which will matter later on because at one point she and Jodie Foster get in a fight for like a minute and a half and the movie whew, this like the movie definitely throws in the din and internet thing and I was like you really this really was made in the 70s huh yep but before all that it we're introduced to them and we're also introduced to yeah the gardener <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> God, I love this. definitely not the butler in his disguise. <laughs> oh, I love this detail. It's so good. Oh, my God. And then we find out, oh, the gardener is the butler in disguise. <laughs> yeah, we we find out. Look, okay. I, we, okay, that's right. We She gets the official. I mean, it's obvious if you're not the grandma, I guess. But we get the official explanation, I think, when the two of them run into each other in the library at night. But basically, the house... She helps... Jodie Foster helps take off the disguise. Oh, that's right, duh. That's when she gets it. But yeah. uh, (laughs) Oh, that's right, yeah. Because when they run into each other, he's looking for a book on plumbing. Because I guess he needs to pretend to be the plumber. But... But, That's um, where he explains that... In more detail that... That's it. it, the house of uh, Candleshoe is kind of on rough times. Yeah. He's, like, <laughs> they're not fully... Like, they're making just enough to, to pay their taxes and keep things afloat. Yeah, basically what they're writing but, on is, like, the name of the estate. And he said, like, uh, once a week or something like that, they go into town and sell, like, stuff that they grew and I think random other odds and ends. Oh, oh mm-hmm. and no. And a couple times a week they like open up the house for tours. Which I wish we yeah. had gotten to see because I feel like Jodie Foster fucking with the tour group would have been a really good scene. But oh well. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other side of that is that the entire household staff has been uh, has been let go because they couldn't afford to pay them. So mm-hmm. every member of the household staff is just the butler wearing di- various disguises that the kids help him like quick change into and out of. He, is a, he doesn't have the heart to tell the grandmother that 
everyone's gone broke yeah the one that fucks me the one that fucked me up because we find there later in the movie they're like oh it's wednesday that means colonel what's his name is coming so i was like oh i I thought it would be an actual other person no Mm -hmm. (laughs) her old neighbor saved that for when we get there yeah (laughs) oh my it's so funny um yeah we're called out to the library scene where yes if the butler does go find his book and goes who's back into the secret passageway he and Jody Foster is there trying to find the book up until morning time where the sun sunrise starts and she sees that oh she wasn't supposed to be looking for a book she was supposed to wait till sunrise to where this message would come in. Yeah, which also just feels like... stained glass window. Yeah. Which also just feels like... I mean, it would have been kind of high up, so there's that. But something you could have just noticed any time of the day from outside. By just looking at that window. But it is, like I said, kind of high up. So you, I guess, have to be, like, specifically going to the window. Like, to clean it or something. But... And it's one of those magical pirate windows. So yeah! Only seen through sunlight. Well, through the rising sun, the light of the rising sun. That, yeah. No, I do, I do really like it, though, because, yeah, it's like a, it's a stained glass window. It's got the um, next clue, like, etched into it or whatever. So it, like, projects on one of the walls, like, right at sun up every day. And it does look neat, to be fair. It's a cool detail. I like that they did that they did this instead of, oh, I'm going to just coincidentally go clean that window. Oh, there's the clue. Mm-hmm. But um, the next clue—I I forget the wording for all these clues—but they're in—they're on the Wikipedia. Hang on. Uh, so yeah, the first one was for the Sunrise student. There is treasure among books. That was why he thought look, read the books. The this new clue is the paths of glory lead but to the grave, which mm-hmm. apparently is from the poem Elegy, or Elegy Written in a Country Courtyard by Thomas Gray. Don't know. Never heard of it. Um, Mm -hmm. I will take this movie at its word for that. It is very possible that this movie just made that up. It is entirely possible. (laughs) That'd be really funny if it did. But, yeah. I think think this is where we have the... A gardening scene because she's like she updates the con artist and then and the oldest orphan girl questions her yeah on who she is calling yeah the the grandma has decided she wants to go out into town so the butler's having to pretend to be her <laughs> having to pretend to be her driver and like make small talk about about his dad, who apparently had cancer at some point. Um, no, he had a drinking problem. That was it. Why did I think it was cancer they were talking about? Um, I don't know. I think I, I just, know. I think I just heard how's he feeling in this, and like assumed that meant like sickness for some reason. I don't know. I could be dumb, but the point is, <laughs> he's like spending the entire day in this disguise, like mm. out and about, which. I mean, he's probably used to by now, but goddamn. And so also, the... totally not the grandmother foreshadowing a Tris later on into the movie. Yeah. But she does straight up just insert lore for this 
pull the driver. <laughs> saying that he also has a drinking issue. Yeah. <laughs> Again, really good. Um. <laughs> but yeah, God. basically, he forget orphan girls are kind of outside that Jerry Foster for not helping out with the gardening. Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. while the grandma's gone, they're kind of basically they're, they're taking up basic house maintenance. The boys are going to go wash the floors. The girls um, were, I guess, about to harvest some stuff because they're going to go into town and sell some of it here in the next day or two. And Jody Foster decided, ah, I'm going to not do any of that. I'm going to grab a book. Yeah, I'm going to grab this poem book to try to figure out what the next clue is leading to. Yeah, and this is this is when they get in a fight. Uh, see, mm-hmm. yeah, it becomes a Dragon Ball Z fight. <laughs> okay, you know Jody what? Jody goes so ultra instant. <laughs> God damn it! It does though. Is the thing it does for like a minute. She takes out both of these chicks and uh, both of these other girls, and like by the end of it, they have all three wound up in the lake that mm-hmm. is also behind the house, or it might be a pond. I never can tell the difference between like. Exactly Foster where took a mean punch to you know, an eye. Yeah. Come up later. Yes. Because and by later, I mean right now. Yeah. As cut to dinner. <laughs> Next scene. Yeah, at, at dinner. Um, I forget if it's the grandma or the butler, but one of them notices that. Oh no, that's grandma. right. She was. Yeah, she had, she had her like, hair like pushed in front of her face, and the grandma was like, "Don't do that. It's unladylike." It was like. Oh, your hair's covering up your pretty eyes. <laughs> well, something else is well, covering up my pretty that. eyes. It's a bruise. Mm-hmm. And she just goes, and the grandma just goes, oh. <laughs> oh, well, shit. <laughs> and yeah, so this is where um, the the two other girls, Clooney and Anna, are convinced, oh, crap, she's about to sell us out. She's going to tell her, tell grandma we got in a fight and get rid of us, and we're going to be sold off to work as child laborers. But no, she uh, instead makes up a story about um, that she tripping she does on, at least keep the she beginning of it. Water hose and then tripped on a rake. That was it. Yeah, water hose and a rake. But yeah, she basically says like and then tumbled into the lake. Yeah, she basically um, says like Clooney told me that I or came and told me that I should help and get off my lazy butt. As I was about to go do that because she she was entirely right. I should be helping out. Um, as I was doing that, I tripped over a water hose and then a rake and then five other things you wouldn't, it would have been funnier if you were there. And, uh, then we all just kind of ended up falling in the lake. My bad. And then the butler gets scolded. Tell the gardener to watch where he puts the water hose. <laughs> He's like, yes, yes, ma'am, I will. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think after that is for uh, it's you the part that you was talking about with if there's a guest over a certain colonel has come to visit oh right 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 yeah 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 I was sitting here like thinking it like switched right to uh, them all in town selling stuff but no yeah that's right that's when it's like oh it's Wednesday that means Colonel what's his name comes over and like mm-hmm. it's 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 nothing huge like just 
grandma hanging out with the neighbor gossiping or whatever on Wednesdays while they have tea. <laughs> but of course, but there in is this case the neighbor is butler in yeah. his disguise. Holy was not expecting that. Apparently the the her actual neighbor like moved at some point, so he pretended to move in <laughs> as a new guy. Mm-hmm. But coming off of their newfound camaraderie from last night, the kids all collectively decide they're going to fuck with the butler because one of them, I forget who, mentions that he's like deathly terrified of horses. But this mm-hmm. neighbor persona is a colonel and like a well respected and like a well trained rider or whatever. So he always has a horse with him that's just like mm-hmm. hang- hanging out off to the side. <laughs> And fucking Jodie Foster, like as he's as he's leaving, quote unquote, is like, "Oh man, these ho- these uh, British saddles are so much smaller. I can't, I can't really wrap my mind around it. Can you just tell me how you ride on a saddle like this here in the UK?" And he's like, "No, no, my horse is too tired." But then all of the other kids join in, like, "No, no, do it, do." It. <laughs> They're so mean to this man. <laughs> And he doesn't get mad. <laughs> he just kind of like, oh, like, all right, that's a good one. He's like, you're killing me here. Why do you do this? Yeah, once there's in the privacy of the kitchen, he's yeah. basically like, all right, all right, you got me. Just remember, if last person to you, last, 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 last. Uh, but it's not like a, ang- he isn't angry. He's like... Just like, yeah. Okay, it's, y'all had your fun. I'll get, I'll get you guys next time. It's my turn. Mm-hmm. And I think after that is for graveyard scene. Yes, because um, Jodie Foster to... goes to the graveyard by herself, and the con artist and his cousin, who used to work for the grandmother. That's okay. Joe, yeah, it's like immediately is like. Oh, you're trying to get one and up on us, and it's like okay, that's right. For some reason, I was thinking to look look for clues. This is a place where you would look for clues. I, I sure, I guess, yeah. I mean, that is where the next clue sent me. Uh but (laughs) but then they find the next clue, and none of them know what the fuck it means because, like, no, they don't find they don't they don't find it yet. I think. I'm um, getting... They do find the next clue. Okay, you... but they don't. That's right. Yeah, because yeah, what I, the thing I was thinking of is Jodie Foster already knew where it was and just took it, took the others to it. Yeah, they find the next clue, but none of them know what the fuck it means because one of yeah, the something to do with eclipse. Yeah, one of the um, one of the gravestones it has like a, an effigy. Is that right? The word, the right word? I don't remember. Anyway, has written like carved into it. He followed the eclipse for riches and fame, and if you would prosper, do the same. <laughs> and all three of them just look at each other. Well, what does that mean? And this is where the treasure hunt ends because they're all not going to figure it out. Sorry, <laughs> but up, but but up, but. And Jerry Foster goes back to recoup. Yeah, and this is where they go to town to sell stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, is a really fun scene because, like, the kids are all being, like, polite little British kids. Like, oh, would you like some? No, that's all right. Okay, we'll try again. But then Jodie Foster... 
cards. <laughs> Jodie Foster just like schools all of them in like basically like it's not even anything huge. It's just like nah, man. Here's how you negotiate with people and like manages to sell out their entire stock, which I guess they've like never ma- managed to do because it's she you know, just... told how to be a snake oil salesman. Yeah, that was it. Because oh, it's good cue is scurvy. That's right. Okay, I couldn't remember what the ex- what the like couple examples that it showed us were. That's right. It was, but yeah. So it's it's like basically she gets the kids like spending all day doing that, and I assume the butler must also join in since he's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't show. But um, so at the end at the end of the day, they've sold off all of their stock. They've made a pretty good um wad. I don't, I don't know where and I was going with that. Butler notices that it's about to storm, and the grandmother gets, is terrified of storms, so they have <laughs> Jody take the money and go back home on the bi- on one of the bicycles. Yeah. But yeah, basically, was- um, she, like Beer said, she, she gets on a bike, she's taking it home while everyone else, like, loads up the carriage, and it's like, you go on ahead, make sure she's doing okay, we'll catch up, you know, shortly. Um, it start, starts raining before she gets, by the time she gets home, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. always storming the palace out, and, yeah. and the con artist is here, yeah. for some reason. Yeah, like, what? Like, I guess he's decided, yeah. okay, I can't figure out this next clue, so instead, I'm just gonna show up whenever I feel like and start poking around. I'm angry that this girl that I hired is doing her job. Yeah. At blending in as one, of, as her grandchild. Yeah, like, because that was supposed to be the point. Is like, however long it takes, it's fine because they think you're allowed. You're, you're supposed to be here. Fucking calm down. What, uh, what was his name, Mister Bunch? Mm-hmm. Bundage. And he's like, and. They hear the grandmother calling out, and kind of straight up threatens to murder her. Yeah. If what Jody the fuck, Foster man? Convince her to go away. So Jerry Foster talks to her, goes out of the kitchen to talk to her for a bit. It and she's like, and the grandmother's like, "Well, I'll get dressed for dinner then." And she goes back to her to her room, and when Jerry Foster goes back. Into the kitchen, the con artist is taking the money that they need to pay for taxes. Yeah, which by this point, like, she's hung around them long enough that, like, we don't get the big reveal that really, like, kicks her in the pants and makes her care, but she's hung around them long enough that she's like, I don't want them to lose this money. I actually care enough about that. Plus, like, mm. if and all of this works, like, you're gonna have it's way more than dollars. Yeah, also dude, that, like, you just. Getting a treasure worth more. Yeah. Like a single debroom is like 20, at least 20 times this. So, like, calm the fuck down, man. Give it give it more than a day. Like, but, this uh, is the point where it's like, you know, if he didn't do this, he probably would have gotten the treasure eventually. Yeah, you know, he probably would have. Because, like... This is what sets in motion the, like, reveal here in a little bit that makes her switch sides, basically. Um, But Mm -hmm. in trying to stop him, they get into a fight. She gets, like, knocked the fuck out, honestly, and just kind of left on the road, which Mm -hmm. 
You can assume yeah, that once she the... chases him back to his car yeah. and tries to stop him by holding on to the car and he just drives. <laughs> Which goes exactly as you would expect that to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and after dragging here for a bit, he kind of just I think it's his cousin who like grabs her and just like yanks her off. Basically, yeah. And then like I said, she ends up just passed out on the side of the road until, obviously, we don't see her get picked up, but you can reasonably assume that, like, once the butler and the kids were coming home, they must have seen her because she basically was still in the driveway. Because this is one of those manor houses that has, like, a long-ass driveway, technically. Mm-hmm. But the next actual scene is her waking up in a hospital bed. With the the two well, like stuffed animals, hospital bed. She wakes up in a bed inside of a mansion. Is it? Why was I thinking it was a hospital? No, they didn't have a budget for that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fair. I I thought it was weird that those two little stuffed animals were still shoved like right up in her face. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she she wakes up in in a, in her her bed, obviously. In that case, goddamn. Um, the kids are all like, it's the next day at the very least. But the kids are all coming by. Uh, they, you know, they tell her like, "Hey, we're friends. I'm glad that we ended up getting to be friends." <laughs> they give her the sob story reveal that um, Grandma has decided to go to a. I, we we actually do have a scene of her and the butler starting to pack stuff, but I keep forgetting where that was. If it was like in between Jodie Foster passing out and waking yeah, up, or if we see that here in a little bit. It's basically since they can't pay the taxes, they're being yeah the man is the land and the man is being going to be taken by either the bank or the government something like that yeah the the point is yeah they're having to like sell off what she can't take with her the house itself is basically going into foreclosure in that case and she's Mm -hmm. gonna be shuffled off to a home the butler as is tradition will probably be taken out back and shot Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, but the cast for since she has one more day in the house she asked for butler to dance with her yeah, sweet scene. And he says, like, it wouldn't be proper. And that's where it was revealed that, oh, she knew he was pretending to be all, all the staff and her friends. You could have said something. I could have not done all of those disguises. I gave myself a heart attack and you didn't even know about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, they have a, a sweet little scene where, yeah, she's like, she reveals that she either knew this whole time or at least must have figured out recently that like he's been all of the things it, mm-hmm. and uh, i just heard a gunshot also outside and that anyway orphan kids will be taken to a home yeah this is where jody foster goes like who's been basically been like oh i can see the robber's face it's now gone like okay i'm going to come clean now yeah because yeah she had been Maintaining, like, it was dark, I didn't see who it was. But <laughs> the kids are like, well, she's going off to a nursing home, so we gotta go back to being orphans. Bye! <laughs> she's like, wait! You'll probably be allowed to have a nursing home because you're her granddaughter, but Quote, we're going to a home. 
the the it's never stated, but the kids I don't think ever believe that she's the granddaughter, or it's it's a mix yeah, it's, of not believing and a couple of them probably don't care. Yeah, early in the movie, I think after if, uh, she's introduced to them, I think the oldest girl goes like, "I think she has doesn't have as much like as much of a relation to." grandmother as for mailman that was it yeah yeah something like that yeah so like clinty has never liked her <laughs> like up until like i mean she started to after she ended up not not selling her out but before then yeah. she just straight up did not like Judy foster's character mm-hmm. whose name i will probably never remember even though i have it written down in front of me but that's not the point um but yeah so the the next shot is all of them gathered around that same we're, we're also like here in the end game here like it's not a ton really has happened in this movie but not in the sense that it's like slow and boring and nothing happening but like it's all just built on the character interaction and like general shenanigans mm-hmm. so even though not a ton happens it doesn't feel like it drags but i say all of that to say like We've still got, like, a solid couple clues left, and we're here right in the last, like, 20 minutes of the movie. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, we gotta do something about this treasure. <laughs> because, yeah, um... They, she tells them the clue, the butlers go, I think it was the butler or the grandmother. It was the grandmother who's like, oh, that's the painting. Yeah. You have to look at the painting. And, that's, and they're like, and oh, the great, well, just... Like, mm, I sold that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I fucking love this next scene, by the way. Like, they all hop in the car and, like, make for the... And, like, on like they record go to time, the probably. guy that the butcher sold it to, they found out that that guy sold it to someone else. Yeah, she's like, what? They to to New York, so they have to get to the train. Yeah, the grandma is so offended. She's like, what? You sold that painting? And it's like, yes, I run an antique shop. What was I going to do? <laughs> but yeah um yeah he the people that he sold it to are going are leaving like right now immediately to go to new york i guess they decided they wanted to buy one last thing from from england before they left so in this old ass looking car they have to run down the train and i swear mm-hmm. to god the way this scene goes holy shit yeah the line because the painting has a 10 minute head start on them yes and it's like he oh the train never leaves on time <laughs> yeah, the train right, leaves on time fun. so they drive the car up a couple of miles ahead and park it on the tracks no no and no no not not quite they do, they go to the station because they're like oh it never leaves on time we should be fine and there's apparently there's like the one day that it did leave on time mm-hmm. so we yeah. get like a whole so montage they to go after it yeah go ahead of it some i'm assuming a couple of miles they don't really say he but they park the car on the tracks and so they, <laughs> and the train has the best brakes on it yeah able like, to stop on oh, a dime yeah i will i will say don't le- legally speaking don't do this if a train can see you even if they immediately start trying to stop they mm. will not be able to stop in time to avoid you this scene would not work in real life yeah but <laughs> the 
distance that you'd have to be to be able to stop in time, even if you're in like a big old 18 wheeler, you would be a dot. Yeah. That you'd like be they... an indistinguishable dot in the distance. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so what happens is, yeah, they park on the tracks and. Um, the butler's like, don't worry, they'll definitely stop in time. These trains have got such good brakes. Nothing bad's gonna happen to this car. Mm-hmm. Just in Maybe case, I though, everybody get out. Watch this movie during the time where a bunch of certain news articles has been popping up. You, you know? <laughs> there is that. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, he's like, just in case everyone get out, to which the grandma says, no. She's like, what? You said it's it's gonna be fine. I'm not getting out of this car. And holy I shit! I this car too much. I guess. Like, I honestly did not call her being this adamant about not getting out of the car. But, like, goddamn. Well, they uh, do establish early in the movie that she does genuinely love this car. Okay, well, there's that then. But because like, that's why they haven't sold it yet. They yeah, just, okay. They just took a loan onto it. <laughs> but, um... But, yeah, so we get, like, everybody else hopping on the tracks and being like, Hey! Stop! And, I mean, even even with the, like, ridiculous, like, fantasy breaks that they have on this train, it comes within inches of mm-hmm. what have hit the car. Like, the fucking weird round thing that's probably there for, like, attaching stuff to it or something like that. Literally pulls up right next to the butler. And is, like like I said, a couple inches away from the car. Yeah. But it works! (laughs) I love that we don't even see the ensuing negotiation or search or whatever. They're just, like, back home with the painting like that. We got it. I don't mean they don't even take it home. They're just in the train car. They oh, you're right. It. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They're just in the like. I was gonna say cargo hold, but I guess the cargo car of the train. <laughs> Ooh. But yeah, they. Um, so anyway, they figure out the next clue, which is wh- what is it, Wiki. Underfoot in the Great Hall, look high, look low, discover all. Mm-hmm. Which is the last clue. Which refers to the statue of Captain St. Edmund, that was the pirate guy's mm-hmm. name, in Candleshoe's Great Hall. The statue's foot is propped on a chest in which the treasure is hidden. I didn't quite catch yeah. it being that because of what happens. But Yeah, because as soon as they get back home, the colonel fucking... is... The cousin and some randos that I guess the con artist hired. Yeah, he's there with just a bunch of dudes with hammers. Because they couldn't wait one more day to just buy the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the ironic part. They didn't need to do all of this like long con bullshit. I mean, granted, I guess they didn't know, but like. All they had to do was wait a couple weeks, and the grandma was leaving the house anyway. And then y'all could have just had like had at it, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it's like basically, if fighting shoes is the key, 
for orphan kids or fighting off for adults while also trying to call the cops. Yeah, they, uh, Peter, I think it is, like, they, uh, one of, uh, Jenny Foster, like, hands him a phone and shoves him in a closet so that nobody can attack him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and the con have a sword fight. Well, yeah. starts off with the poke, <laughs> with a staff and a spear, and then the... <laughs> Connors upgrade well, well switches out for a great sword. Yeah, Connors uh, switches out for a great sword. At one point, the butler's got like you know how like you'll see those orna- ornamental things where it's like two swords crossed, but obviously they're like attached to each other so that they'll stay together up on the well, wall. He still had the staff thing, like the pole staff. That oh, he you're had. right. <laughs> and I don't know if this great sword was like. Oh just, my like, god! Decorations. I don't know why it was so sharp. Because <laughs> it was cutting off pieces of the staff. I like to assume it's more just that hairy bondage is unexpectedly strong and just swinging it that hard. Because yeah, it does the cartoon thing where like he swings it and knocks off a chunk, and then just does that a bunch of times. But he has trouble carrying it though. That's also true. Fuck. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Ooh. He lacks the strength to hold it, but he's apparently a master swordsman who's able to cut through wood without with a dull blade. It's it's like in Dark Souls when you get like a sword that's too heavy for you. It still does a lot of damage, but it also takes you like five years of effort to attack with it. That's like the one thing uh, I one of the couple things that I remember from Dark Souls since I never actually like really played it beyond like the first twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, basically the butler gets pinned down, but Jodie Foster is able to get a Morningstar and yeah! wrap it around the sword, and then not really sure what happens, but the con artist gets pinned, or gets pulled on something, into where he's off balance, and Jodie Foster tickles him and pushes him down the stairs. <laughs> sure. And... This causes him and and all of uh, his cousin and all of his goons to tumble outside of the house, which the grandmother closes the door on them. <laughs> yeah. They then go into the grand hall, which Butcher uses what's left of his staff to you know, put a kind of wood stop it into the door. And they're basically like, mm, that's probably not going to last long. It's barricaded. And they choose, like, the one thing that's fucking like, yes would be hard to push out, but they're clearly having trouble pushing it to the door. Exactly. Perfect illustration of the fact that it works as a barricade. It's this, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to describe this thing. It's this weird, tall, like, conical it's massive metal Iron that has a guy Maiden, but it has it? a sailor painted on front yeah of it, like which they call it the iron the iron sailor oh that's right they do that's okay to be fair that's but cute. It's, which is also what you're seeing in full if you look into the <laughs> on the disney plus picture <laughs> thing yeah when you look it up that's the image that comes like, up yeah, it's like that statue that they're all gathered around, and it's like, fucking, what is that thing? I refuse to believe that statues like that exist. I think they made that for this movie. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, anyway, it but, ends up irrelevant because Con Artist and all of his party, he just breaks through the window. Well, eh. we hear a window breaking, <laughs> but we don't see them coming. Like, we, they're just automatically inside. Yeah. We don't see them climbing in. <laughs> eh, window broke. Whatever. Mm. We also don't really see the window broken, so... Yeah. But I I genuinely do not know how the fight ends. Because, like, well, I see them coming in, and then I blink, and then every, everything is just a mass of, like, everyone piled on top of each other, and it's destroyed, and there's gold pouring yeah, all around. Yeah, basically, they... Connors and his goons and his cousin all charge at the Mana Gang, and Jodie Foster pulls the rug. Okay. And it was foreshadowed when... Before the Dragon Ball Z fight, <laughs> he's where Peter is like, they're going to scrub before and not surf on, well, skate on them. And the youngest boy was like, aww. Yeah, see? So, acrobatic foreshadowing. Hooks the rug from under them. There's no friction, so they all just slide into a support beam. Which causes the statue of the pirate guy to come tumbling down on top of them. Tumbling them, down, tumbling down. Not tumbling killing them, down. but just pinning them until the police comes. Basically. And oh, that also reveals the treasure. So mm-hmm. the day is saved. <laughs> and they, I guess. They're able to have the mighty not. To pay back the, pay the, pay the taxes to keep the mana, and Hooray! it seems like they're able to buy all the stuff that they sold back. I guess, yeah, because like the next scene is just all of it piled back up in the house again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking imagine and... tracking down that family in New York and being like, "Hey, we got the money for our painting back." But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Jodie Foster tries to sneak away because she doesn't want to say goodbye. Yeah. Her grandmother shows up and they have a heart to heart. It to be like Jodie Foster, the grandma convinces Jodie Foster to stay, but Jodie Foster asks, "What if your real granddaughter comes back?" And she's like, "Who says that she hasn't already?" The grandmother saying, "Well, maybe she already has." And, like, that's the most, the closest we get to any kind of confirmation, which even still isn't confirmation. It's just mm-hmm. saying out loud what we already knew. The grandma believes that she is because she wants to, basically. Audrey sees her as, like, sees her as her new grandchild. Exactly. Similar to how she sees the other orphans. Exactly, yeah. Like, even if she's not literally the the long-lost grandchild, like, She's gotten to know her well enough that she's like, eh, screw it, you're my granddaughter, whatever. And she probably did for paperwork already, so yeah. Like, <laughs> I've basically already adopted you. <laughs> oh, hey, you can't leave, because I, I own you. <laughs> but yeah, and that's the movie. Like like I said, not a ton happens, yeah. but it's it's a good watch. I like it. Yeah. Cat! I'm so. Su- Cat. Cat, you hanging in was there? Was the movie good? 
<laughs> did you leave? Cat, did you go to sleep? Meow. Jojo. Cranberry. <laughs> I Cranberry. think they're gone. It's your mother and father. Did they go to Sleepy Town, Sleepy Time Junction? Cat is currently in the bathroom right now. I am listening intently to your very in-depth oh, conversation hi. on the movie we haven't seen yet. <laughs> well, still, watch the movie. It's a good movie. Yes, I plan on watching it tomorrow in my spare time. There we go. Yeah. Like, like so, I said a couple times, not a ton happened, but like it's a good watch. Yeah, it uh, looks like a good watch on the uh, Cliff Notes. I just I haven't had a chance today, but I plan to watch it on my spare time for sure. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been another good name for the podcast, Mick Notes. <laughs> Cliff Notes somebody hasn't seen yet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. I know we <laughs> talked about doing separate recordings for the review and the questions, but we also don't have that many questions. So we if got, you want to just go ahead and do them? Aurora managed to come in with a couple more, but yeah, since it's only like five, we can just go ahead and do that. Let me make sure and let her know that we're done. I love her name, by the way, on this one. Okay, so yeah, we... we I'm Not that I blame any of y'all. This is an old-ass movie that, that I hadn't even seen before this. And two, like I said, not a ton going on. So, meh. But... Oh, I, noticed, I was like, oh, it's someone's typing. Oh, it's this beer. Okay. It's, <laughs> for, for like a second there, I thought you were about to post a question. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, heading over to the mailbag, we've only got questions from Aurora, or this time posting as non-specific relative. Fuck, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first, uh, her first question, what treasure are you hiding in your house? A father's love. It's me. Mm-hmm. I'm the father, and I love you. That came off creepier uh, than I intended. That was wholesome <laughs> and a little creepy, but if, only if you don't have context. There we go. Um, she's like some treasure of Jesse James about lol. There we go. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I it's not hiding in my house, but my nana has a whole display case of like these little gnome guys that that some artist dude made at some point that she says are probably worth something. So I don't know if that counts. It's also not hidden in my house yet because I don't get it till she dies. I don't know if you caught that on the audio, but Kat said from the bathroom, damn good dinner. <laughs> That's not hidden. You advertise that. <laughs> no, it's in Tupperware hidden in a mini fridge in a hidden compartment. Kidding. Oh my god. I mean, you have to heat it up in the microwave, but it's still damn good. Exactly. Mm. Fucking Aurora post. Uh, since we posted that the mo- that we were done, Aurora posting the fucking Thanos. What's his name? Picture. Mm-hmm. I forgot that guy's name. Bradley Uppercrust the Third. Thanos Uppercrust the Third. Whatever. I don't know. Anyway, her next question. Just got home uh, to watch the movie. Voice. Wow. I sure am glad I watched the movie. 
Did the butler do it? When does the, or when doesn't the butler do it? Well, mm. this time because the butler, the butler does didn't everything do it in this movie. That's actually true. Did it throughout the movie. <laughs> the butler did everything in this movie except it. <laughs> the butler did everything besides direct. There he didn't rob the grandmother. Yeah, there That's we go. One thing he didn't do. He he did everything except for anything nefarious. So mm-hmm. a good butler. butler we found a good butler. Disney's the good butler. <laughs> Best butler. Uh, but, but, if butlers if, uh, had a brand of shoes, would their slogan also be just do it? God damn it. That <laughs> would be already oh. did it. It'd be, it'd, it'd be your shoes, sir. Or madam. Mm-hmm. My liege. <laughs> there we go. My lead's just gender neutral. Mm-hmm. There you go. Plus 23, baby. <laughs> Your shoes, my lead. There we go. Oh, gosh. Your footwear, my lead. <laughs> my lead? <laughs> Fuck. It's <laughs> fedora, my lead. Oh, God. Okay. Is this just a live-action version of Anastasia minus Evil Wizard? Yes. Although we did yeah, have basically. a bad guy. He wasn't a wizard, but we had a bad guy. His name was Harry yeah. Bundage. You get to see Anastasia. Y'all keep making references, and I'm sitting here like an idiot. Ooh, you know what? Hang on. Let me see. Is that on Disney Plus? I keep thinking that it is. Where's my Disney Plus? I think it is because I'm pretty sure Disney did buy the studio. That, I know that I think it was part on the Fox. And but so Disney got do, 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 it do. when they bought out Fox. If it's on Disney Plus, I will promise you, as the boyfriend and the very wonderful human being of this relationship, I will make me and Kat both watch it tomorrow. Ah, it's but not on Disney Plus. Anastasia is a Don Bruth movie. That is very. It's one of those Don Bruth. One Don Bruth movie that everyone, a lot of people seem to mistake as a Disney movie. Yeah. Because it takes a lot of the Disney Princess formula. Oh, about the copyright? What mm. the fuck is Prom Pact? Is that a new movie that I need to put on the list? But yeah, to answer the question, this is basically it is the live action in Anastasia, but minus the evil lizard and the two con artists are the bad guys. Basically. What the shit? They've got another journey to the center of the earth. I got us. Oh, that's a and that's the next a series. Question, I don't have to put that on. And the final this. one, it seems, is how would this film be improved by an evil wizard? I'd like that. That'd be fun. I would add a I'd say that there'd be one more Dragon Ball Z boss fight. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Fuck, the you're not wrong. The wizard would just go, uh, fucking what's it called? Uh, Ultra Instinct. Yes, he would go Ultra Instinct <laughs> with. A silver platter and a nice calm word. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or it'd be like the gosh, what is that anime with the basketballs? Um Kuriko Basket. What? Oh, oh, oh. The one that also has a Super Saiyan analogue called the Zone. But there's also a, a higher step of that. There's a movie on Disney Plus now called Chang Can Dunk. I don't know how I feel about that. 
There's a lot of things on Disney Plus. Your randomizer must overheat whenever you roll it. Speaking of, oh hey shit, they finally added the regular Doogie Hauser with Neil Patrick Harris. Oh my god, I'm but, gonna watch that on my own time. Yeah, since but, they, yeah, um, I think I need that's to add the question forever. forever. So, um, there we go. Since Cat is in the bathroom. What is this new Doogie Hauser that's set in Hawaii? Is she supposed to be like related to him? Why are you calling her Doogie? Anyway, not yeah. not important, not related. Anyway, I guess it's time for plugs. Uh, I guess I'll go first, so Cat has time to come back from the bathroom. <laughs> if not, I'll um, I'll have to give her outro for her. She's she's having an issue with uh, something we ate earlier. Oh That's no! That's why she uh, handed me the phone and ran off with uh, zeal and haste. Ah, then have respect for you. How about you go first? Wow, Pokemon guy that I watch on YouTube, I think just met Matt Pat. <laughs> well, this is the loyal boyfriend of Cat, <laughs> and you can find her on Twitter at Z minus eighty seven on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And round of applause. You can find me, um, definitely Nero, and not someone else. <laughs> Damn it! And you can find me. Definitely Nero, not someone else. On Twitter at Dragon Smoochie, on co-host at Dragon Snuggler, and you can find my podcast, me, Definitely Nero, <laughs> on podcasts such as Prime Cuts, Radio Free Highland, Talk Circles, and an old one called Print the Podcast of Power. Yeah. Podcast about hold for Netflix Sheila Sheila yeah. series. Yeah. Which yeah. as you we can know. also find me totally definitely Nero on Tumblr at <laughs> Cyclonus, but with a five at the end instead of an S. <laughs> Cyclone five. Cyclone five. Again, it's totally not Nero. Absolutely mm-hmm. No, it is Nero. Yeah. Definitely Nero. That's me. Definitely. What? Mm-hmm. Not someone else. <laughs> I, ju- I know I sound different, but that's just because I have a case of the movings. <laughs> God damn it. You are the cameo and the main character at the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I'm Steven. You can find me on Twitter at Marshmallow. It's spelled like Marshmallow, but it has my name in it. There's also Dad underscore Tastic, where I post dad jokes like semi-regularly at this point. There's also um, Cloth Wednesdays, where I post a picture of Cloth every Wednesday, because I like to see it. And then there's Rosie Beats Pod, the Twitter for Resonant Beats, the actual, the interstitial actual play podcast that's uh, got, um, uh, the current season is like split between two campaigns, but the one that I'm on has me and Kat and this guy called Beer, who's kind of neat, and our Mm -hmm. GM, uh, Dre, and I swear at some point we're probably going to find a way to work JoJo into it, because why not? I will definitely participate with my velvety voice. There you go, told you. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh shit, I forgot to actually set up the randomizer. Hold on. <laughs> Let's see what we're doing next week. Disney list. How many how many do we fucking have on this thing? I've got like three or four that I need to add, but I'm not doing that right now. Yes. Anyway, season three of Resident <laughs> Beats is gonna be a while for those episodes to start dropping. Yeah. Because I think, I think Travertown Tales is supposed to be 
New World comes before it. And, and um, getting close to go. like ten ah. episodes. Ah. What's, what am I hearing? Yes. I know personally, I'll be three sharing links to all of it with my friends. Five eighty. Hmm? I'll definitely be sharing links to the resonant beats with all my friends once they start dropping. All right. I got a random number generator pulled up. I got it set for uh, between 1 and 580. Oh, no. Who boy. Yeah, we're going to be doing this uh, this a while. Oof. Okay, 383. Uh, what, what is that? Life longevity to you. Ba, 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 da, ba. 383 is the Muppets 2011. Hell Ooh. yeah. What is it? The Muppets 2011. Oh, God, isn't that the one with um the the guy from How I Met Your Mother? Neil Patrick Harris? No, the, the other guy one. That played Ted? No, um, the other one. Or is it the guy that played the doofy tall guy? Yeah. Him? Oh wait, hold on. Did I see that one? Not on. I don't want movie. I want fucking Wikipedia. I'm looking that no, up oh, now. Not puppets. Puppets 2011. 2011. I'm scared. Mu. There we go. The yeah, it is. It's got Jason Segel. Who was a lawyer and then became a judge in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Oh, and Amy Adams is in it. Also, the Muppets are there. Hey, Sam Eagles. Yep. Jason Segel, David Go- <laughs> Goels, and Amy- Emily Blunt. Oh God, she's in that. Hooray! <laughs> yeah. It's got Alan Arkin in it. Fuck, I feel like I know that name. Alan Arkin. A-L-A-N-A-R. K-I-N. American actor. I would have laughed if we had read it onto one of the My Musical Life documentaries. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> no, Selena I forgot Gomez, to put those Doc on the actual Whoopi Goldberg. Ken Young is in it. hey What have you done? Alan Arkin, what did you do? Why do I know you? Why does your name sound? I don't think I've seen any of these. Uh, he's maybe... a kooky old man in a lot of things, and he's super witty and one-liner fueled. Okay. Oh, he, he was in Bojack. Okay, I've, I've, I've heard this guy's yeah. voice then. He voiced J.D. Salinger. I don't know who that is. Amy Adams is in it, and Jack Black. Yeah. Kai Burrell. Barrel from uh, Modern Family, the dad. Yeah. I can delete the tab I had open for Candlestick. Alright, <laughs> let me go into the Discord and make that announcement. But oh, shit. Well, before we leave, we have to sign, sign off because we've just. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, I, I, see I'll you do next that. In this, time. We'll sign off in a and second. Remember, hang on. Hang on. Disney. hang on. Hang on. Huh? Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, hang on. I'm hanging. Okay, there we go. I posted it in Discord. Now we can sign off. <laughs> anyway, okay, see y'all next time. I've been Steven. And remember, Cats somewhere. Fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. Cat, as loud as you can from where you are. Give us a fuck Disney. She is. I'll do it for fuck Disney. There we go.